Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Tonight, uh, we have an interesting topic. I've entitled it, Is it Free Will, Free Grace, Neither or Both, as it relates to uh, the elect salvation and... Um, you know, I think everyone on this call is <laughs> on the consensus that uh, Galatians makes it very clear what it is. It's, it's grace alone, and um, it has nothing to do with man's works, uh, lest any man should boast. But I want um, Jerry and I had Jerry and I had a a real interesting call. I mean, uh, Chris Chris is not aware of the fact, but um, I actually had lunch, had lunch today with Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> okay, and uh, it was worth it. I was telling Jerry it was worth the 500 mile trip to have lunch with him. <laughs> but uh, it's a long way. Yeah, but we had a really interesting lunch, and Jerry enlightened me to some things that I'd never quite thought of in the context. For an example, we've all heard the term "many are called but few are chosen," and and I want Jerry to talk about that a little bit. And also, um, you know, last night I had a real good talk with Brother Chris, and Brother Chris posed a real important, a real interesting question. You know, are Arminians saved? Well, of course we don't have we don't have an election meter, and we can't go around zapping people to tell who God's elect are. But I do concur with Chris is that if these folks that are bracing the doctrine of free will continue to do so and and you know it's it's by by your fruits you shall know them go ahead chris what do you well well brothers absolutely you know my contention is uh uh i'll i'll bring a term into view here uh uh and that term uh is or are are those who who are the ones that, and we know they're major, the majority because it's a remnant saved by grace. My contention is, you know, I really hope I'm wrong, but if you hold a free will to the day you die, I have a feeling that you've fallen under that, that grand or great delusion that God will send upon the earth and I think doctrinally speaking it comes down to that and if your doctrine is wrong then you're wrong and perhaps the good Lord I I really believe God never knew you yeah and Kevin brother Kevin what are are your thoughts on just the intro and the thoughts around well, those who are upholding, you know, the doctrines of free will and, you know, letting uh, Jesus into your heart and all of that stuff. 
Well, I, I think when Jesus said to his disciples, blessed are your ears, for it has been given unto you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, but to those that outside have it, it hasn't been given. Yeah. So if an Armenian, an Armenian dies never being divinely illuminated to understand the mysteries and see the mysteries of his election, that uh, I would say he was never in the body of Christ. That's really interesting, you know, and, and I must be thoroughly, openly honest, you know, you're talking to a former Arminian, okay, I mean, you're talking to okay. someone who was raised, who was raised, you know, from right. from grade school all through high school, and, and mm-hmm. you know, even though I never formally really in, embraced it, that's, I guess that's an interesting part. Jerry, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, the Lord says, judge nothing before the time. So really, we're not to uh, ponder who's, I mean, the Lord does say you'll know them by their fruits. So there's a form of judgment there. But, but you know, basically, we're all born Armenians. And he said, uh, a man can be but a child of 100 years old. What's he mean? Well... I think what he means is he can be born again at 100 years old, and he's been a babe in Christ. So before that, when he's 97, we might say that man's lost. So really, we don't have any business saying that. I truly believe in election and predestination. I have no fellowship with those outside of it. But I'll be honest, Larry, I wouldn't have had any fellowship with myself 40 years ago or 50 years ago. So um, I don't really know that that's a real good subject to. Well, and I, no... I, I would, I would even go further, Jerry. Some days I don't even have fellowship with myself now. <laughs> I mean, Amen. That's right. But that's so, exactly right. But, but again, I know. I think what you're saying, Jerry, is we we need to be cautious. And I have been the most guilty of anyone on this call of literally. Um, making assertions about, you know, even family members that hold certain doctrinal positions that are that are absolutely antithetical to the Bible. And, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm, I've done about face and that I'm endorsing in any way. I've told people, you know, even though I can't help but love my mother in the flesh, she's my natural mother, I absolutely hate and abhor, you know, her doctrine, you know. And yeah. uh, I, I, you know, but I've come to the place where it doesn't do any good to argue or to get in conflict with her. I think the scripture says, after the first and second admonition, reject. In other words, don't continue right. to, to hound. So, uh, right. but anyway, uh, Brother Chris, uh you want to respond to to the conversation, then we'll move on to Kevin. Well, brothers, we, we all have loved ones, some alive and living, some gone, to be with Lord willing with the Lord. And uh, like you said, everybody is born an Arminian. You know, they believe that uh, it's on their shoulders to make a choice, and we know the only choice made 
or of any credence is the choice made by God before we were ever born. Now try and fathom that for a second. You know, try to understand that that's hard language. This whole topic is hard language. And we're going to make more enemies than we'll ever make friends in regard to this, this kind of issue. But it needs to be addressed. It really does. Because, uh, you know, again, I've never heard of anyone going from, I've heard of people going from Arminianism to uh, sovereign grace, and God gives them the understanding thereof. But I've never heard of anybody going from Arminianism, uh, you know, uh, or from uh, from uh, sovereign grace to Arminianism, unless they're pastors, and and maybe for the sake of fil- filthy lucre, you know. And maybe they've got a wife that wants a new couch or wants a better environment or a better neighborhood to live in. So she, see, she pushes the weak-minded man into into this idea well, I, of, her, I think, of her contentment. You know? Yeah, I think the bottom line is, like Jerry said, we have to remember, and I think Kevin started out really on the right foot with Scripture, stating that it's God is the one who who either blinds the eyes or opens the eyes. You know, he's the one that gives a spiritual hearing or he, he, he deafens our ears and, le- and leaves us dead in our trespasses and sin. Kevin, uh, why don't you uh, give us your further thoughts on, on, on this subject? Well, I like the verse that says, they'll all be taught of me, saith the Lord, from yes. the least of the from the yeah. least to the greatest. And then there's a verse that talks about the, that we have the belief of the truth, the belief of the truth, which is the, the Holy Spirit, the teacher of truth, to, to teach and guide us into the truth. Um, in my case, it was interesting. I read the scriptures in 79 as an unbeliever. Larry, there's an I echo. I can't hardly hear. hear. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a little echo. I don't know, Chris. Are you uh, using your? You're using a cell phone, right? No, sir. I'm on Skype, and you guys. Sometimes when they have a speaker on, they put the speaker on. It does that. Yeah, Kevin. If you, I don't know if you have. You know. No, I'm using my uh, Bluetooth with my cell phone. Okay. Yeah, if you've got your speaker going, Chris. I don't know, but we're getting an echo a little bit. Go. I'm sorry. I uh, didn't mean to interrupt, Kevin, but we were getting a little feedback there. But go ahead. Yeah, I couldn't hardly hear, but I'd like for Kevin to continue if he will. Okay. Well, in my case, when I read the scriptures uh, in 79, I was not saved. I was, I was a demon. But I saw election in the scriptures, and, and I became a believer when I finished reading the Bible. And I asked the Lord that he would have mercy on me and number me among them the elect. And uh, I prayed for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Father would give to those who asked for it. So I know when I got the Holy Ghost, and I felt like I was tarrying until the power from on high came upon me before I went out. But when I went out, I started going to different churches, and I saw they didn't, they didn't see it correctly. They didn't see it the way I did. But yet I saw the great number of Christendom that sees it wrong. 
And that, that kind of slowed me for a little bit. I kind of dallied in where they were at, knowing all the while there was something more to it. Finally, somebody put The Sovereignty of God by A.W. Pink in my hand. And I read that and I saw the system of, of the uh, Reformed and Calvinistic thought. And, and then I've been speaking in that line ever since. <clears throat> But I believe God illuminates his people and they graduate from one situation, you know, one church to another, to another, and they're growing in grace all the time, advancing. You know. Are we still here? Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, listening. Oh, okay. You got awful quiet. Okay. Did I not say something I should have? Or? Yeah, no, I think you I think you hit it right on the nail, and I think yeah. that's actually kind of what has happened to all of us. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like I said, I was I'm not proud of the fact that I've attended over a hundred different churches, you know, right. from every imaginable. But now I'm basically worshiping in a little house church, you know, and and. Right. Sure. And I I don't take on the name of Calvin or Luther or any of that. I I think uh, Calvin held on to a lot of Roman Catholic tenets. I mean, as far as uh, especially yeah, as it relates to infant baptism and and some things. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, when you talk to people and you have the conversation around biblical doctrine. You know, mm-hmm. when you start talking about <clears throat> total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, mm-hmm. irresistible grace, final perseverance of the saints, uh, mm-hmm. what I find is <clears throat> you usually lose people, uh, you know, when you start talking about limited atonement because yeah. it just yeah. goes totally against the flesh. And Jerry and I were mm-hmm. talking about that today. I mean, most, mm-hmm. most, and, and I'm not going to use the word Arminian, most churches out there, 99% of the churches, it's very palatable for them to, to, to hold on to the thought that God made it possible for all men to be saved, you know. Exactly. And it's a total denial uh, of Scripture. Jerry, why don't you dr- address that a little bit? Uh, with Okay, well, uh, you know, let me go back to something Chris said about, uh, you know, most of God's elect go from uh, free will to free grace. I've never seen anybody go from free grace to free will. Uh, and the Bible addresses that. So really, we don't even have to judge those. He says they went out from us to manifest they were not of us. And mm-hmm. us is not any particular religious set. It's the truth. It's free grace. It is election and predestination. It is those that have been taught of God. But he says they went out from us to manifest they were not of us. Had they been of us, they would have mm-hmm. no doubt continued with us. But, you know, my concern and our thoughts are this. I actually believe a... Not a huge amount of the free grace people are actually saved. I believe there's a lot of them because this is can be found in the letter. And I've I've got two men that I know and and I love them, 
that all five points, and they're still attending the Southern Baptist Church. See, I don't understand, and it's salvation doesn't just lie in believing these truths. Salvation lies, number one, in knowing God. Jesus said in John 17, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he sent. So that abolishes it all. To this day, I'm 77 years old, and I cannot say I love Jesus. I hope I do. I cannot say I'm saved. If I am saved, I can't say when it happened. I cannot say God loves me. If if I do love him, it's because he loved me first. And I don't know, I'm... I'm probably a weird creature, but I can say that I have a hope in Christ. I can absolutely say that everyone for whom Christ died will be saved and are saved. Not will be, but we were, if we're his, uh, Armenian terms, or I was saved back in so-and-so. No, you aren't. If you are saved, you were saved on the cross. With Christ, you were saved before He's ever born, chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting upon those that fear Him. Uh, Larry and I at lunch were talking about there's a scripture that says, "Many are called, but few are chosen." And my thoughts on that is this, and I've been thinking a lot about that this week. Is God has called the blind leaders to lead the blind also. If he's predestined all things, and the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, remember who he was, even for this same purpose have I raised him up. He raised him up to fight against God. And if he, and it says that, it says that he works all things after the counsel of his own will. And he said he does his will in the armies of heaven and the inhabitants of the earth. Well, if he does his will with the inhabitants of the earth, then he is he is the one that actually ordains these false preachers to false, to lead the blind leaders of the blind. And he even says, leave them alone. So we don't need to put too much worry upon these guys. Uh, what we need to do is hope that the Lord has has had mercy on our souls. Uh, um, the scripture says that he made me hope while I was on my mother's breast. Well, if he did, I didn't know it. But I also can't ever remember not believing. But back to this, many are called, but few are chosen. Larry and I talked about this today, and I'll, I'll mention this, and I'll, I'll, I'll pause. I've gone too long, but I think that many are called by God into a false ministry. But few are chosen. That word chosen means elected. And people might say, well, that's I've never heard of that. And most preachers want to believe they're the ones that are chosen in that group, and the rest of them are just plain Jane Christians, but the Bible tells us we're joint heirs in Christ and we're all taught of God. So, uh, and you have no need to any man teach you. So these men that are so proud of themselves, 
uh, all if, if they are teaching and preaching the truth, and most of them that I know of have got all kinds of things are hung up on. They're hung up on rewards. They're hung up on all kinds of silly stuff. And I don't know if I've met too awfully many truly God-called preachers, but many are called and few are chosen. My thoughts at are there's many called, like all that's saying to me, Lord, Lord, shall not enter the kingdom. In that day, many will say, did we not prophesy in your name? cast out the devils in your name, and do many wonderful works in your name. The Lord never denied that they did this in his name, and he said, I'll say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. And he said, for broad is the way, that's the many calls, broad is the way and wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and few to be the it. And that's, that parallels exactly many call, but few are chosen. So, uh, and, and that word chosen, by the way, is exactly the same Greek, Greek word that's translated elected other places. So is that in Ephesians. It says chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Many of the words that are translated chosen are translated other places elected or elect. But I will pause there, but they went out from us to manifest, which means make known they were not of us. It could, that could be said in opposite, that they came not to the truth to manifest they were not of the truth. That's a biblical thing. And it's not just believing the truth. It says because they have no love for the truth, therefore the Lord will send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie, that they all might be damned. So believing the truth, and the truth, to me, is election and predestination. It gives God all the glory for his elect oh, people. There's not a shred of glory that goes to us, and he's chosen these elect people to bring him glory. Oh, and I'll pause there, and, and uh, anyone... Yeah, well, Brother I, brother Chris, uh, you're, why don't you further expand a little bit on what we were talking about last night in, in regards to... Um, you know, what should our relationship, as far as from the Bible standpoint, you know, uh, one of the things that Paul talks about is, you know, and, and Brother Jerry and I have talked about this too. He, Paul says, you know, he wished that he was cursed for his kin's sake, I'm paraphrasing, because uh, he, he realizes that they have not been recipients of God's grace. And uh, uh, what are your thoughts about that? And, and, uh, your relationship with people that are holding to uh, doctrines that are contrary to the Bible, um, what what is your response to those people, and and uh, what what are your thoughts about that? Well, well, thank you. They're very adamant in their conjecture. You know, uh, we we can maybe learn a lesson. Oh, by the way, am I uh, as I speak? Is there an echo? No, you're fine now. Oh, okay. no, you're not. There's, it's fine, Chris. Okay, because I, I didn't want to, because uh, I actually opened up my, but I don't need to. I opened up my uh, my laptop and I was going to use it in place of the PC. Larry knows I just got the PC up and running as far as Skype goes. But Jesus, being the author and finisher of our salvation, all we can do is trust Him. You know. 
and, and trust him that he did, in fact, save us to the degree that we are, in fact, in Christ, and that is something to be cherished. Uh, you know, everything else falls by the wayside, and this is really of no value. You know, we can live our whole life, and but... But but bring me back up to speed, Larry. What, well, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of interested in you know, kind of uh, uh, we all have we all have people that we know either. I know it's not the situation with you so much, Chris, because you're kind of I know you're kind of alienated from your family and stuff. But uh, I know that you have acquaintances that you know out there in your area that that are Armenian and that, and uh, what what should be our relationship to those folks? How should we interact and respond to those people? Well, by all means, we must approach them with kindness and be an example, example to them in regard to truth, uh, but sometimes it can be frustrating and hard as I know you brothers have experienced the same thing, but we're not going to yell anybody into the kingdom. We're not. <laughs> they're they're going to react as humans react. And, you know, and their pride will enter into it. That's a big equation. That's a big factor in the equation. And they're going to hate us all the more. So I just, I just have to let it go and leave it to God. Because if I don't, then my pride can can erupt. And what have I done? Uh, all I've done is alienated the situation to the point where it's of no value to anybody, you know, myself, them, uh, and the whole the whole reasoning behind. Uh, election and predestination. You guys know that, that brothers. You know that that we really held the, the, the nest uh, up until about 100, 120 years ago, where, where it was unheard of to think in terms of Arminian thought. I, I guess, Larry, wasn't it Finney that really brought this, this abortion into the whole... Well, the, I think, you know, I think, I think if you're going to talk about history, I mean... A lot of people ask that question, you know, when did Arminianism, you know, begin? And, of course, I think it <laughs> I think it began with Lucifer and heaven, you know. Oh, yeah. I will arise and be as God, you know. But, right. And we see the same thing, you know, with 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 Satan in the in the Garden of Eden with Eve, you know, you will, you know, you will not surely die. You know, God knows that the day you eat of it, you'll be like God. And that's really what Arminianism and of course, semi-Pelagius -Pelagi was really, uh, you know, he he taught the same thing that J Jacobus Arminius and his followers adhered to. But the the bottom line is is that anything that goes against the teachings of of Christ Himself and His apostles um, is it doesn't matter really what word you put on it what name you put on, whether it's Arminianism or Pelagianism or, or um, you know, Jerry brought up a good a good point today in the lunch. You know, he said, I know probably, there's probably as many Calvinists 
okay, that are that are unregenerate or 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 maybe not have not been quickened, or that are maybe even reprobate as you know as Arminians. In other words, we either have been recipients of God's grace or we haven't. That's, That's right. the bottom line. That's right. And uh, Kevin, what what are your thoughts about this? There are as many. That's true. Well, yeah, I went to a Reformed church for a while, and and I saw people that I thought were were unregenerate. Yeah. And it, it's all that dead orthodoxy. Yeah. They have the scriptures correct, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. We have, a lot have a lot. Com- we have a lot in common, Kevin. I attended a was a member of a Reformed Presbyterian church for a couple, three years, and I'm like you. I There was a lot of folks there that understood that, you know, had a had a theological knowledge of the of the five points, yeah, but, yeah. you know, they were also into, you know, covenant theology, and, and mm-hmm. they were holding on to their baptism. And they said, that even though they said they didn't believe in baptismal regeneration, they certainly, by their practice and by their confessions, they certainly yeah, yeah. did, you know. And if you go through the Westminster Confession of Faith... And, and you read Calvin's Institutes on <laughs> infant baptism, where he calls it holy water, sacred water, and everything. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad. But um, yeah, uh, Jerry, you have a follow-up response. Well, uh, you know, most of these reform groups I've found to be legalistic and. A lot of people that come out of come out of these different religions, uh, like Southern Baptist, Missionary Baptist, and I, I'm more familiar with Southern Baptist to any. But uh, Kevin probably didn't know this, but I was a Mormon for seven years, and no. at this time, Kevin, I don't really go to a, as Chris says, a brick and mortar church. We meet uh, in our right. home. Uh, I don't believe in tithing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't disbelieve in giving. The Lord says, "Be a cheerful giver." Yeah. And He said, uh, "If you've done it to the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me." So, uh, mm-hmm. in in looking after each other, that's a form of <coughs> of doing Christ. So, I I don't necessarily believe in what's called the local church. I believe in the truth. The woman yeah, at the well said. Uh, the woman at the well said, "Where asked the Lord after she realized that He was of God? She said, uh, where do you say we should worship? Some say we should go to Jerusalem.' I'm mm-hmm. assuming that the temple. Others say we need to go to the mountains, probably where Moses was given the Ten Commandments. And he said his answer was quite interesting." And that's what I base our meeting on. He said the true worshipers must, this isn't an option, must worship my Father in Mm -hmm. spirit and in truth. And he said the true worshipers shall worship my Father in spirit and in truth. I don't necessarily believe in a man standing up and and acting as if he has authority over everybody else. I, I think it's okay, but I think Jesus sat down and taught, relaxed. It was disciples wanted to run the children off, 
and the Lord is the one who said, leave him alone. I mean, the nature of man is to be strict and legalistic. And yet the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That is such a blessing to me. And when I see this pompous state and people wanting to be called doctors and reverend so-and-so and all this foolishness, there's not a reverend man on the face of the earth. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Reverend is his name in the psalm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Brother Chris, would you share, and, and Kevin, feel free too, how did you guys originally get to know each other? Well, uh, through through Alfred Chomp, really. Okay, okay. You know, uh, actually, Kevin and I have never even met. In the, Kevin, have we ever met in the flesh? No. I don't think so. But we know each other. I mean, I could see Kevin on the yeah. street and know him only because cause we Skype <laughs> together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. well, I didn't know there was a connection with Kevin. It shows you I probably just forgot, and you probably shared with this with me in the years that we've emailed, but I'd forgotten your connection with Alfred Chomp. And, you know, I really did, uh, 20, 25 years ago, really did enjoy some of Alfred Chomp's uh, sermons on Sermon Audio. And I, 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 I learned a lot, you know, in listening to him and that. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think I think I tend to agree with you, Kevin, that we think, Sometimes we have God, you know, all figured out. There's no way, man. In other words, God works with everybody, you know, in a different. We all have different paths that we're on. That's right. You know. And uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about how I met Alfred Chomp. Okay. He had had an advertising in the uh, Long Beach Press Telegram, our our daily newspaper down here, and it was a small box. Just, just positioned in the paper somewhere. And he he talked about election, sovereign grace of God, in a very few words. Huh. And I thought, wow, <laughs> where is he? You know, where is this guy coming from? And uh, so I, I called him, and I talked to him, and, and he said that I'm the only one that ever called him about that ad in the press telegram. Wow. It is. It really is. It really is. So, um, well, you know, Alfred Chomp is the first person uh, I think that I ever I ever heard a a reputable message on reprobation. Mm, yeah, you know, I mean, because it's very hard. I mean, most people won't. You know, most yeah. people will hold more of a, a R.C. Sproul or a MacArthur or a Piper view mm. that you know that we fit ourselves for destruction and all this other stuff and. And I listened to uh, Chomp, and he was very strong yeah. on on the doctrines of reprobation. But um, yeah. you know, well, you I know you did you read his Revelation book? Or, uh, I haven't. I haven't. Is it a good oh, book? Oh yeah, it's two volumes, and a lot of it is the, the messages that he gave over the years. But I he's see. also other things in there as well, but it's uh, it's a good read. It is. is it more like is it kind of a systematic theology, or is it more is is it written? No. Okay. I think it's it's taken mostly from uh, 
sermons that he gave on various passages. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. And then he he added to it. Now, so, had uh, you did you meet him in person? Yeah, he, he told me about his church in the Bellflower, I believe, and uh, he was renting space, or maybe they were giving it to him in a uh, public uh, school, public okay. elementary school. So I went there on Sunday with my friend Gary. Gary, I'm going to invite him on this show, too, if we, if we can afford another one. <laughs> and uh, we went out there, and um, we fellowshiped with him on two occasions. Yeah, so I, I, I greatly blessed, was blessed hearing him. He's really, really good. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. So did you ever come to a point where you... Now, he called himself, what was it, Bible Bible Reformed, wasn't it? Was, was it that? Yeah, Reformed Bible Church of Southern California. Right, Reformed yeah, that, Bible, okay. His website, yeah. Yeah, interesting. interesting. He's got a lot of sermons posted there, and uh, it's really good reading. Really. Does he still have, do they still have his sermon audio account? Is it still on sermon audio? Yeah. I don't know. I, it, I it, is. it is. It is? It is, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. What happened? Do you know, uh, Chris? What happened to the church? Is it still in existence? Are they, are they still worshiping there? Or? No, not there. That was a church in La Mirada that I visited, and you know, it's just the timing of the Lord where Kevin and I never got, never came there at the same time. Oh, okay. To meet each other, but. Oh, I'd probably gone there 50 times. I don't know. Okay. You know, over the years. And I'd always, excuse me, I'd I'd always walk away blessed, you know. Yeah. For the most part. I have no qualms with Alfred. Uh, I think he really gave the truth, and you know, insofar as what the Lord gave him. Uh And, uh, you know. Yeah, I printed sermons, and we we share them on Sunday when the brethren get together here. Do you? Do you? Do you, uh, Kevin? Do you kind of? uh, Where do you currently? I mean, are you? Do you have kind of a a fellowship of people that meet every week, or how does that work? There's only two brothers uh, and myself. We meet at Carl's Junior Restaurant on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we have our uh, our tablets or our iPads open up, and we're reading something that we put in our Kindle books, you know, or iBooks. And so, yeah, we we enjoy reading Puritans and early writers, and uh, it's just like John Owen, you know. Or just that's interesting. What, what is, I I was just telling Jerry, I wish, uh, I wish I I wish you could beam me down there sometime. I'd come to Carl Junior's with you just because I love their mushroom burgers. <laughs> no, that'd, be, that'd be cool. <laughs> but, uh, well, let me, let me know ahead of time, and I'll save a coupon for you. Okay. <laughs> you can get two of them two for, one, for one price. Well, you know, I think that's a mark of the true church. It's one or it's two. Or where, he says where two or three are gathered, you know? I do, that's too, right. Larry. I do, too. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the fact that I just, just had to interject that. Yeah, just there's two of you guys meeting. Now, here you are in a high-density area, California. I mean, oh, 
Mm-hmm. And there's two people meeting every, you know, just around the Bible. That's kind of right. what Jerry and I and his little group does. And, and oh, I meet yeah. with a total of two families. We meet with two families, I guess three families. Well, and then, good. of course, Chris. Chris is kind of out there, you know, mm-hmm. in Never Never Land. I mean, there's... Oh. Uh, hey, Chris, how far uh, are you guys away from each other? You oh, and, I don't know. Probably 90 miles. Okay. To, to oh, Kevin's oh. house or so. Man, that's uh, no distance at all. You guys ought to get together. Well, you guys ought to get together. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, I mean, I can vouch save it's worth 500 miles to do a lunch. I just did it, man. Wow. <laughs> that is dedication, brother. That is really beyond the pale. I mean, more power to you. Than, <laughs> beyond you know, the pale, huh? Well, you know, brother, we're 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 such a remnant, truly saved by grace, that wherever we can find it, you know, the beauty of Skype is we're able to uh, uh, coexist and enjoy each other. And come away feeling spiritually full uh-huh. and getting something out of it, you know. Well, Chris, uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, you know, because all this time, you know, Kevin and I have known each other, uh, but it's been kind of at arm's length. And, you know, because of God's Spirit working in you, Chris, you. Uh, it was instrumental in, the, in this this uh, actually this conversation tonight. So I want to thank you for for being you know for doing that. Well, I, I don't uh, apologize. Yeah. I never brought Kevin in sooner. I, I didn't know how he'd react to it or what. You know, I just know right. that there's a need for brothers to get to commingle and uh, yeah, I think it's good. Because there's nothing there, you know. Kevin, you can attest to that, and you live in a higher density area than I do. And uh, brother, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of religious activity around here, but it's not the truth. Yeah. It's not the truth, and all it does is confound the the. I don't know. Call us wise. Call us whatever you want to call us. We've been called worse, you know. But, uh, but we we do we do get into good conversation with with religious people who believe they really know the Bible, and we yeah. say things to. And, and once in a while, they'll look at you and say, "I've never heard that before," and <laughs> and, and that's all. That's all you have. To, uh, you did your job at that point. You that's know, right. Go, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, do you have? Are you married? Do you have a family? Tell us something about yourself. Well, I did. I did marry once in the Middle East to a Muslim, and this was before I was a Christian. So I lived with her for 20 years, and then I got saved, and it was war in our home, and she divorced me. Wow. So I went out, and then in, in about two years after that. And I was homeless, just asking, Lord, what would he have me do? Where are we going now? You know, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I met an American woman who I believe got saved here in the streets of Long Beach. And so we got married, and uh, for 21 years, we were together. And her youngest son was living with us. He came down from Oregon, from Bend, Oregon. Actually, that's where you are, right? Walt, up in that way? Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so uh, he had been raised up there by his father, but he, he saw the change in his mother and he wanted to be with her. And so I somewhat adopted him, not giving him my name, but just letting right. him. I was his stepfather for a time, you know, and, uh, and that was really a good thing. We, we sent him to a Christian high school and he did real well. And it was interesting, though, because they kept trying to get him saved, and we believe he was already saved by now. He <laughs> believed, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> if you if you don't believe as they do, then you're you're not saved. You know? Right, uh, that's right. So now, did he did I he was, believe in election and predestination? Oh, he did. Yeah, he got that from his mother and me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we had Bible studies. We, he used to bring his friends over those that were sensitive to hear about God's word. And uh, we had good times, good times. She now, passed is, your away wife, in, is your wife still living? Uh, no, no, she passed away in 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you still in touch with your son? Yes. Um, uh, he's all Persian, of course, because he's, he doesn't, he's not my blood. My wife, uh, right, right, right. They pregnant by one of her own men in Iran that she wouldn't marry because she was raised in London, England. And she was very Westernized and very liberated, and she wasn't going to have a, a Islamic husband dictating what she could do and not do. So, so we got married there, and we left and came to the states, and uh, and and we we weren't sure whether we were going to keep the baby, and she saw it and fell in love with it, and. So I named it, and uh, we we brought it home. And uh, but I raised him for uh, 13 years, and and his mother always said, "Well, he's my boy. I'll I'll tell him what to do." So I was never a father to him the way I should have been. But when I got saved, he saw the change in me, and he got scared, and he thought maybe I'm onto something that he should know about. He and I got water baptized the same day, and I put oh. him in. Christian high school, taking him out of the public school system. And his friends today, and he's 48 years old, but his friends today are from that high school. And I, I'm pleased with his life and how it's going. He, he seems ah. to be le- living a separated life. Is he family. married? or? No. No, he, he, has, he has a girlfriend, and uh, he, he'd like to marry, but, you know, when there's a divorce in the family, the yeah. children are... They're afraid of marriage. They don't trust it. Yeah. You know, and it's a real problem. My daughter's with a very nice guy, and thank God she's not involved with the Persian culture and the Islamic way of thinking, as her mother and her grandmother tried to get her to be. But she's with a um, Irish guy by the name of Kevin, by the way. (laughs) 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 Well, do do you think... do you think that your your daughter and your son are do they do they embrace the doctrines of grace? Are they? My son does for sure. Yeah, okay. he he was going to Calvary Chapel for a while, and then I talked him out of it. I gave him good understanding of why he yeah. questioned their beliefs, and then he got with John MacArthur, oh. and he he went to a church in San Gabriel, pastored by one of John's graduates from his. Master's Seminary. Yeah. So I'm 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 with Scott quite a bit on email. That's good. Showing him things. Yeah. Like Scott, MacArthur. I think that, um, 
does I think Scott maybe emailed me a couple times. Well, that would be really weird. Well, the reason I... Uh, send, send me the email. Uh, okay, I will. I will. Address, I can find it yeah, in the archives. I think it's, yeah. yeah, it's uh, Scott McHugh. I, yeah, I, I think I think it is. I think it is. Um, uh, I'll have to go back and look at my archives. But he was very... Okay. Uh, he, he had some questions, you know. And, oh, great. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I can, you know, I sent him the devotional that you send out yeah, every the week. Pot. Yeah, yeah, every day. So I sent that to him, and he would have your address on that. I yeah, imagine. I think that's what happened uh, because yeah. when you well, sent that, yeah. when you sent the fill pot, he sent me a thing thanking me for sending it. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, he never told me that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope he got good answers to his questions. I'm sure I he hope did. he did, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. if, you can find, if you can find the email and the questions he asked, I would love to see that. I'll, I'll see that. what I can do. You know how it is. You, I get thousands I of emails. But, I, I know. Um, but, you know, Jerry, Jerry and I have talked so much about, uh, let me just share one little thing about Jerry and how we met. I moved, I was living up in northwest Missouri, and we were just, we didn't have any fellowship with anybody up there. I mean, it was just like a wilderness, and we we found a place down here right on the Arkansas line, Missouri-Arkansas line, and I ran into this fellow, his name is Michael Smith, and he's a pastor of a Sovereign Grace Baptist Church in Joplin, Missouri, and I had only gone there a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I get an email from J- from M- Michael Smith, this pastor, and he says, "I'm getting ready to go to a a New Year's Eve fellowship down in Batesville, Arkansas, and I think you would really like it." And I thought, "You don't even know me, you know? Why are you inviting me to this?" Well, anyway, we went down there, and the rest is history. I mean, Jerry and I have become so close brothers. I mean. I love Brother Michael Smith, but you know, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not saying I love Jerry Moore, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just yeah. saying it's been a, a wonderful yeah. fellowship, you know. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. you know, you know, all of this, all of this amazes me. Uh, just like you, Larry, and what you just shared, and what Kevin shared about his son. Yeah. And. How the Lord in his predestined, the Bible says that there is a time, boy, this is powerful, when you dissect it and see it in reality. It says there is a time for every purpose under the sun. See, I don't know how, but see, God brings his elect together. He says, forsake not the assembling of the brethren. See, that's not, this isn't that goes, I mean, this is God's people meeting, just like we're doing right now. See, we're not seeing each other face to face, but God has ordained our minds to communicate through our mouths. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And here, here, Brother Larry has been fellowshipping with your son. I call him your son. And, And in reality, if he is a true believer... Listen, he is your brother and 
I mean, for eternity. The, the, yeah. This 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 fellowship in Christ is not. It's not. It doesn't even compare to your fleshly uh, kindred, your mother and dad. That's temporal. That will soon end. But this, brother, if if they haven't been born of God, that will cease. But this will go on forever. You know, I, I was. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother, but. Oh, I'm just going to say, me, Kevin. Yeah, yeah go, ahead, Larry, go ahead, I was just going to interject. You know, last night, Brother Chris um, called, and Mark was having a really, really good day, which he'd had some really bad days. And mm-hmm. I can always tell when Mark is having a really good day because he's all ears and he's listening and everything. And he could tell mm-hmm. that I was talking to Chris, and he he started he started saying to me, ask Chris this, ask Chris that, ask Chris this. And I said, wait a minute. I said, Chris, I'm going to let you talk to Mark. Okay. So I, I hand the headphones over and, and Chris, just share what happened on that situation. And, you know, it was a God ordained thing. Obviously everything's ordained of God, but yes, but brother Chris, why don't you just share what, what transpired? Well, we just, we were just able to have a nice fellowship for the longest time, and you know it appears uh, it appears that uh, Mark doesn't take kindly to talking for any length of time at all with with most most anybody, you know. And when I'm he's not able, I mean, special or anything. Yeah. It's just that him and I have a rapport where we can just talk about everything and. You know, I guess I try to inadvertently try to pull it out of uh, out of Mark. You know, uh, you know, and and get. Well, no, that is my reason. I I enjoy the fellowship, but but what it is is that we're just able to able to uh, uh, continue on in the subject matter, which is a be- benefit to both of us. And well, I was I taught because. Chris asked me because I could only hear one side of the conversation. And brother and Kevin, just for your knowledge, I think you probably know a little bit about the history of Mark. You've kind of been following, but he has a brain degenerative. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah. I talked to Mark afterwards, and I said, "What did you guys talk about?" And he said, "We talked about the fact that we're brothers in Christ and we love each other." Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say, Kevin, is uh, Larry and I both are uh, in Arkansas, and then there's another brother, uh, Michael Smith, in Arkansas, and there's several more. Uh, if you, I'm going to just give you an open invitation if you ever want to come. I think Walt's wanting to come in September. And uh, yeah. I don't know if Chris is going to come or not. He decides to and backs out, so I, I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> but you're all welcome. If if, uh, uh, if That was just a nudge, Brother Chris. That's all that was. Uh, <laughs> I understand. Uh well, you know, I would I would very strongly encourage, um, you know, 
of course, I know it never rains in Southern California. You know, I know that song. I've heard that song and stuff. But mm-hmm. In the winter time, you know, Arkansas is not that bad. It really isn't. And uh, Brother Jerry has a, a New Year's Eve. Are you still planning on having that this year? Yeah, this year? yeah, I am. I sure am. And uh, I, I'm encouraging everybody. If there's any way you can come, I think. Uh, Kevin, have you ever heard? Um, and Chris, I don't know if you if you've heard him or not. Uh, Michael Pickett, have either one of you heard him? He's strict oh. Baptist, and he's on sermon oh. audio. And okay, Michael, go I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll get. I'll watch him sometime. Well, anyway, sometime. Michael Pickett is a really now. I don't agree with everything that Michael Pickett says, but I will say this. Uh, I believe he I believe he loves the Lord and he's he's been down to Brother Jerry's house several times, hasn't he, Brother Jerry? Yeah, he has. He's he's probably been down here four or five times and uh uh and would like to come more. We've have we have a good fellowship. He was he he used to be in control of or in charge of this gospel missions book ministry. Uh-huh. Plus they had a church that he was a pastor of. He has since retired, and I don't have much contact with him, but when I do, it's a good fellowship. Uh, he's a Sabbatarian, and I, I'm not a Sabbatarian. I, I, the Lord is my rest. Uh, he has finished all these things, and I rest in him. So I'm not under any legal bondage of anything. I believe he's done it all. And okay. And I will say something, too, Kevin, that most people don't think about or hold to, but I believe the Lord says he performeth all that's required. Mm. And now when I say this, don't take me wrong, because people jump to the conclusion that I don't believe in baptism. I do. I've been baptized three times, but I believe Christ's baptism was even for his elect. Uh, John the Baptist didn't. He said, "I'm the one that needs this," but he said, "No, this must needs be for us to fulfill fulfill all righteousness." I believe Christ's baptism is the only truly holy baptism, and it is imputed also to God's elect. And baptism, like everything else, like honesty and and virgin virginity, all of these things we strive to be. We fail in all of them, but we strive, and so his perfection in those things is imputed to us, and that includes baptism. And anyway, I believe he truly has performed all that's required to put his elect people in heaven, and he has left nothing out. Uh, But that's, that's and and so he says, labor to enter into my rest, because by nature we're workers, and so uh, it it is a labor to enter into his perfect, finished, completed work. And I'll uh, stop there. But yeah, brother Chris, uh, now you guys, you probably uh, maybe not aware of it, but see, I have this little uh, <laughs> meter in front of me, and we've gone. An hour and 13 minutes so far. And so what I'd like to do, I've really, first of all, I want to thank Brother Chris for uh, bringing uh, Brother Kevin 
uh, joining us together. And Kevin, I want you to know you're you're welcome anytime to join us on this on this fellowship call because you know it's just like Brother Jerry and Brother Chris said. We really need fellowship. We need to edify and build up the body of Christ, the true body of Christ. And uh, so you and and uh, yeah, and feel free to invite your your brother to join us as well. But what I'd like to do is just give everybody about three or four minutes to uh, give their final thoughts on, on, um, you know, on our on our uh, relationship with Christ and, and what anything you would like to say. And we'll start with Brother Kevin, and then we'll go to Jerry, and then maybe I'll make a couple comments, and we'll, I mean, we'll go to Brother Chris, and then I'll I'll let I always like to let Jerry kind of conclude things out. You know, I I get a kick out of Brother Walt Stickle, uh, and he knows I've joked around with him. One time he was on, on a program uh, called, uh, uh, let's see, what did he call that program? Um, anyway, he was with J- Jogger 66, and, and a good, uh, Yerk from England is quite a bit younger. He's like... 50 years old, and Walt got a little bit upset with Yerk one time and told him, I'm pulling rank on you. I'm 71 years old. He was 71 at the time. He says, I'm 71 years old, you know. (laughs) Well, I do. I was taught, now I know, you know, that we're all one in Christ, both male and female, white and black, rich and poor, old and young. But I think that we should show respect to our elders, and uh, and uh, Jerry is Jerry is seventy seven, uh-huh. and uh, brother Kevin, you're seventy two, right? No, I'll be seventy four in July. Wow. July yeah. Well, yeah. You can you can, right along. you can you can pull rank on Chris and me anytime you want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Kevin, I'm gonna let you. Give your final thoughts, and then I'm going to turn it to Chris, and then I'll jump in, and then Jerry can can, uh, kind of bring us to a conclusion. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. Uh Well, I I wrote down something as we were talking before. We were talking about uh, Paul saying that that he would wish to be cursed because of the love that he had for his brethren according to the flesh. That was a a human sentiment uh, that he expressed, similar to Christ weeping for Lazarus. Uh, Jesus knew he he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but as a human, this was a sentiment. Uh, Paul also said that he was persuaded that neither height nor depth or anything could take him from the love wow. of Christ. Yeah. So he knew he he knew he was saved and going to stay saved, and that he himself couldn't take himself yeah. out of hands. So. I just wanted to say that. I, I, well, that's I, good. But, you know, that's really close to what Brother Jerry said. He said, yeah. didn't, you, didn't you, Jerry, saying about it's just the human side of him. You know, in other words, it was... Right, uh, right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Okay, Brother Chris, go ahead. Well, brothers, it's just been a pleasure. And all I can all I can even allude to is just the vastness of the love of God. I mean, if you come in there half-cocked and we don't really know what we're talking about, it can be a source of great of great uh confusion. But God has given us a mind where it's not confusing at all 
Now, I'm not saying uh, we know everything. We don't. We're far from it. But God, I think God makes it easier for us as we grow in the love of the truth. He seems to make it easier for us to, to call upon different scriptures that are that are compliant with whatever the subject with whatever the subject matter is at any given time and and, and that that exemplifies his love for us and the fact that just the four of us can just sit down and and re- relate to this is is beyond my understanding but i love it just the same my, the the greatest the greatest thing I've found is is that I've come to realize is love of the brethren, you know, and that is an indication of salvation. Now, whether God saved me or not, it's up to his his own. He's the one with the free will, you know. But uh, in any event, I just I just love the Lord and appreciate what He's done for all of us, and uh, and uh, I just conclude with uh, with. It's it's just insurmountable what God. I know it's a it's a vast overview, but uh, sometimes it takes a vast overview to uh, even begin to understand what uh, what's at stake here, and what's at stake is all eternity. You know. Well, that's that's really good. You know, one of the things I was uh, headed back from Jerry's today, and. Uh, you know, and I was thinking about tonight's broadcast, and I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I was just dry. I had, you know, I'm sure glad that our our salvation is not dependent upon our feelings. You know what I mean? Um, because there's so many times when, you know, I'll be honest, I don't feel anything. In fact, I mean, I feel a long ways from the presence of God at times. I mean, I, and I, you know, you know how the old mind starts working, you know, I was on the way home and I thought, why am I even doing this tonight? You know, I mean, yeah. have you ever had thoughts like that? Why, why am I even doing this? And then what happens yeah. though, is the good Lord sees fit to, you know, bring us together and we have this time of fellowship. And now, it's been a wonderful, edifying time, and I'm sure glad that we had this call tonight. You know, I'll stop there. Go ahead, Brother Jerry. Well, you know, I quote this scripture a lot, and when I'm talking on the phone, I seldom ever look at the Bible, but it's just it's just off the cuff. But I thought of this scripture that I've I've said a lot in our meetings and things, and it's very special to me. And the, the scriptures that are special to us are scriptures that God has given us uh, as a token that we're his and or comfort, which is part of the same. But it's in Malachi, and, and uh, Larry and Chris have heard it, but they're gracious enough to tolerate my speaking these over. But uh, Kevin, it says... Then those that feared the Lord spake often one to another. Mm -hmm. And it says, and the Lord says, uh, 
those that and it says those that thought upon his name. And see, every time we talk, everything that comes out of our mouth is first a thought in our mind. And the Lord says that he 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 knows our thoughts from afar. So he he can control those thoughts. He can put scriptures in our mind that comes out of our mouth. But it says those that feared the Lord uh, spoke spake often one to another. Those that thought upon his name, and and the Lord said he would write a book of remembrances, and he said, and write the names on on those in in that book, and he doesn't, this is all kind of symbolic, but he said, they shall be my jewels, and they shall be spared as a man spareth his only son, that's Christ. So this is not, and this is what we're doing tonight, guys, and this is what we do when we have these heartfelt conversations. I have them with Chris, and I have them with Larry. I have them with Richard McCrory, and I'm glad to add Kevin to that that number. Uh, this is a taste of heaven. Heaven will be an eternal fellowship of God's children and brothers with himself. Mm-hmm. And if we enjoy that on earth... We will enjoy it in heaven, and and Chris mentioned Armenians. Are they saved? I'm gonna tell you who's saved. Those that love, those that fear the Lord and speak often on His name. And I'm talking about speaking in His name in truth, not that He loves the world. He died for the world. He wants the world to be saved. God doesn't want anything. He works all things after the counts of his own will. So there's nothing left for him to want. Mm-hmm. And want is a lot of preachers. He wants you to give more money. He wants you to attend every service. He wants you to go witness. <laughs> and he wants you, wants you, wants you. That's all I heard for many, many years. And one of my greatest uh, blessings in knowing these truths, Kevin, is to be delivered from a wanting God. And 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 these false preachers, but I love you, Larry, and I love you, Chris, and I love you, Kevin, and uh, I I just pray I'm one of his. Well, well I, I want to I, I I inviting me in tonight. Oh, well, sure. hey, we it was a blessing, my friend, yeah. and um, do you I, do this every Friday night? Every Thursday night. Every Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Thursday. Yeah, every thir- every Thursday. I mean, the good Lord, you know, it's <laughs> brother right. Jerry. I heard on the way home. I heard on the way home. I I flipped the radio on for a minute, and one of the Christian stations. There was a guy on there, and he said, um, he said something to the effect, uh, "God wants to get through to you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about you, Jerry, when he said that. I said, oh, I said, it's a good thing Jerry isn't in this truck right now. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Hey, Kevin, let me say one more word about this in Malachi, and you can read it. I think it's in the third or fourth chapter. But he says, and he, he says, return now. In other words, after he shared, those that feared the Lord spake often one this is not just hyper Christians. These are this is a typical fruit of those that love the truth. 
And he says, return and discern. In other words, judge between the righteous and the wicked, between those that feareth God and those that feareth thee not. This is a trait that all the elect are going to do before they die, and it, it is an eternal thing, not just on earth. This will be an eternal privilege. These are privileges that God has given there, and the reason they speak often one to another is because they love one another. Well, guys, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm going to uh, invite everybody back Thursday, next Thursday, and uh, uh, I don't know what the topic's going to be. There's a lot of time between now and next Thursday, but I know whatever it is, it'll be ordained of God. So, but I want to, I want to just wish everybody a, a blessed evening. And uh, you know, one of the things that really uh, Brother Michael Smith said Sunday, and it really had a. Uh, and and I'm and Brother Jerry said the same thing over and over and I need to hear this a lot, but Brother Michael said, you know, there's nothing that God is it not there's nothing that God isn't exalted in. Think about That's it. That's true. There's That's nothing true. that God isn't exalted in and that includes right. the reprobate, that includes you know, anything you can imagine. God he said I will not share my glory with another. And and right. but anyway, that's my final thoughts. And you guys, Amen. Great evening. And and uh, I'm going to end this call. And uh, we'll all, I'm sure, talk again soon. But have a good night, everybody. And God bless you all. Thank you, Larry. Uh huh. Bye bye. Thank you all. Good night, y'all. We all sleep well and uh, just rest in Christ. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.